Welcome to the Working Hands Podcast. I'm your host, Tony of Woodland Iron, joined by Keith of Blackthorn Concepts. What's going on? How are you? Good, good, man. Been a busy, busy week. How about you? Busy. Very busy. <laughs> but, uh, Always st- busy. Always yeah, busy. right. I'm going to start off by thanking Sabretooth, our sponsor. If you want to go to sabretooth.com, you can check out all the carving burrs and discs they have available there. If you use code WH, you can save 10%. And you still have a few days left, I think, to the 15th for the What Grows in the Garden competition they're running, uh, where you carve something with Sabretooth burrs or discs. Uh, something that grows in the garden, and you can uh, you can win some awesome prizes from them. Check them out on Sabretooth on Instagram. Yeah, and I'll take a moment to thank our sponsor, Maritime Knife Supply, your one-stop shop for makers. Um, he's actually uh, got some fun stuff on on his Instagram here lately. They got uh, some foil, that stainless steel foil stuff. Well, not stuff. It's uh, meant for heat treating. Um, all pre-cut and ready to go for all you knife makers out there. So That's good. I also heard uh, he's getting some other stuff in, too. Yeah, he's got some chemicals here that I'm not even going to attempt the names of, but go have a look. Uh, I think they're, I think it's for blackening steel, possibly. Very cool. So, yeah, go go follow him. You can find him at uh, Maritime Knife Supply on Instagram and his website for all his goods at uh, MaritimeKnifeSupply.com and .ca. Yeah, we appreciate the support of both of them, so... If you can support them, it'd be awesome for us. Yes, definitely. So you said you've been busy. What have you been up to? Uh, well, I'm trying to get prepared for a strongman comp that's coming in five days from when we record, I guess. Five, Are you going to win? Oh, God, no. <laughs> I'm going to have fun. That's what I'm going to do. There you go. I'm going to test uh, test my limits a little bit. Um okay. Hopefully move some weight I've never moved in my life. So it's not bad for 41, breaking new records. So <laughs> Yeah, right. Is this, uh, so when you move the weight during the competition, that would be the heaviest weight you ever do. It's not like you get to what you can do in training and then just lift that during the competition. So by rights, if I was actually training all the time for strongman, I should be doing more in training than I'll do at competition so that your competition is quicker and faster kind of okay kind of thing so but where I've only had well since the 25th of March I decided I'm gonna do it because <laughs> that was after my my uh, powerlifting meet it uh, it was a, it's a quick build up I only had about three or four weeks I think maybe five at the most to uh, to build up to some some weights I've never even touched. And I've even what I was doing training tonight was uh was in a realm of something I've never really moved before. So I very cool. Well good luck. <laughs> good uh, luck. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna need it. Especially since the, you won't be training all week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna be in the in the competition. I'm gonna be up against uh I think I think I'm dealing with someone who's like nationally ranked in my in my age and weight class. So that'll be good should, though. Yeah, it'll be good. It'll be good fun. When you do these type of competitions, is it just like go out there and do it and everyone's cool with each other anyway? Or do people actually have that competitive spirit like uh 
strong break you type thing <laughs> uh <laughs> strong man tends to not be like that like even if you watch the guys in the worlds like there's you know there's 30 40 guys that are like the elite maybe maybe a few more than that but there's there's a small group of elites in the world that that do strongman and they're all buddies like if you watch like the they've all got youtube channels and they're all buddies like even the guys who have have retired and moved on that, that still kind of cruise around the sport like everybody's friends everybody knows each other like it seems like a very uh fun community to be in so yeah that's but cool i don't ever attend attempt or intend on being a uh world-class strongman yeah. or or a heavyweight strongman which is being probably 350 pounds plus that's uh that's crazy yeah that's a rough a rough life <laughs> so what else you got going on uh well we got uh the big news for us in the in the uh woodland house is we've got a new pup and uh scout is the pup's name and he is a handful <laughs> <laughs> and we're not we're not accustomed to a pup we've got an older dog that's 14 with failing hips so he's you know slowing down and pretty low energy pretty low maintenance but st- like just a still a fun loving dog he still gets around just fine you, but you can see he's starting to slow down and then now we've got a dog that's uh what do they say he's about a year old and 35 pounds and just a bundle of energy nerves everything like he is just he's wild compared compared to the old timer so but That's it's been fun. good fun he's cute though oh it's yeah he's good yeah oh yeah yeah i've got uh got some stuff on instagram if anybody wants to see him but he's a rescue from georgia um and he's been uh so with the rescue they prep you for all this um and i'm sure it's needed for some dogs uh this guy's not needed it but for kind of like a decompression time of like um they can't meet other like if you have another dog they can't meet for like at least two weeks like the, the stuff this is worst case scenario that they pre- they prep you for and within an hour our guy was pretty much happy to be there <laughs> We've had we've had some we've had some alpha stuff between the dogs a little bit, but our old timer, um, so Lil had him for ye- for a few years, and then she lost him when um, she got divorced, and then we got him back about five years after her divorce. So I'd never met the dog, and I just about seven eight years yeah seven eight years ago I got a call. Yeah, my my ex is giving up the dog. He's wondering if we want to take it, and I was like, "Do you want to take him?" <laughs> I was in Texas at fire training. And, oh man, surprise! And I was, surprise. Yeah, and I was like, "So, do I have a choice?" Nope. <laughs> she's she's like, "Oh, of course you have a choice." I know I don't, <laughs> but it was good. It was good to get him. And then we're seeing like he's fourteen now, so we're seeing him like slowly go downhill which is expected i mean he's 14 he's had a good life and 
who knows? Maybe he's got four or five more years left in him, which we hope he does. Um, but it kind of got to a point where with me working shift work, um, Lil likes having the company because when I'm on shift, the girls aren't at home, so the house is empty. So she didn't really want to have an empty house if yeah. something were to happen to her, to Boston, who's our old timer. And um, she started looking at the rescues out of, forget the name of it i think it's called northern hearts it's the facebook page mm-hmm. and they bring dogs into canada from the southern u.s it seems to be the southern u.s mainly so uh georgia florida texas that kind of just that southern u.s area and uh yeah we saw a post about scout and same idea she's like what do you think um almost the same of do i have a choice (laughs) uh, no but seriously with that one we we talked about it and uh it was good it's it's been good so far we got him on tuesday um so now it's sunday and he's he's a handful he's a good he's a good dog but he's a handful he'll calm down yeah oh so the word not the word it's not a terrible thing but he uh, he doesn't give you much warning when he has to go outside. He comes up to you. He gets right in your face. He kind of like yips at you. And if you don't get going like within the next minute or two, you're going to have a puddle somewhere in the house. <laughs> so, but I mean, he's, he, he's training us on that side of things. So it's, um, it's a lot of fun. It's kind of weird to, just his energy is is something like it's it's good it's it's good for the house so you forget how much energy a dog has until you get a young dog. oh it's just wild it's it's just wild because like i say he's he's 35 pounds but he's the same shoulder height as our 70 pound lab husky like our old timer or he's a lab mm. husky mix the lab husky's like 80 85 pounds and he's like broad across the shoulders and he's fairly like he's like knee height maybe a little bit better at at the shoulder and the pop is the same size but 35 pounds and he's narrower built like he's slimmer built like he'll he won't be that big but he's that tall he's that tall so he can jump he's jumped over the couch already Oh man. like i mean over not like over the back of the couch yeah yeah not just like he was on the back of the couch jumped over the couch and landed on the cushions on the on the front side of the couch that's amazing like yeah it's foolish what kind of dog is he um they call it a retriever mix of course they do because it's a rescue yeah he's a mix he's just he's a mix he's a mutt he's he's it's either it's either a lab mix or a retriever mix they never say any other yeah i don't know maybe we'll do maybe we'll do one of the dna things but he uh Oh, he's he's just a good. It was kind of funny because, so the only real issues we've had is like I say the alpha stuff. So he nipped a little bit at our at our older guy, but yeah. nothing, but never anything like truly malicious. But it was it was a little bit of just them getting to know each other kind of thing. Yeah, like dogs do. Um, yeah, it's just it's been it's been interesting. He's he's been good. It it's been good this weekend where I was work. I was working this weekend and Lil was home like most of the weekend with them. And we went from 
them kind of like walking by each other and being very tentative. Like if they got nose to nose for some reason, they're really iffy to, she sent me a picture of them laying down on the couch, like side by side. Yeah. So in, in the span of three days. So I guess that coming back to like that decompression thing, like they talked about like the dog being in the crate, like basically 20, like 22 to 23 hours a day for the first like month that was like the worst case scenario kind of thing and i did see i did see some of the pups that came up on the the, it's a funny thing they do they load everybody uh, they load they load all the dogs on a bus yeah it's like an old bluebird school bus like old school and they drove them up from georgia to and they had three stops in new brunswick so our guy was on the second stop and it's it's just it's just funny to see like well what we saw was one dog that was in Georgia was you could tell the dog was was frightened and I felt like that do- that was a dog that probably was going to need some decompression thing yeah. or time but our guy has been excellent so far but we still watch him for that that kind of stuff like if he starts to get overwhelmed or anything we've we've put him in the crate a few times just to be cautious. But he's he's like like I say he's been he's been amazing so they far. They like a crate though. Yeah, he just doesn't it's like, like a the den. You know, it's like yeah. an instinct. It's kind of funny because before we got on here, we'd put him in the crate at about like eight thirty our time, and it was just it's still a little bit of light, and he barked and he barked and he barked and he barked, and it was a most he'd barked in a while, but then now it's like quarter to ten here, and I could probably walk up to that cage right now and he wouldn't say a word and wouldn't have a wouldn't have a problem in the world like just that's good so he's getting he's getting there it's just <laughs> we're having to adjust as well. <laughs> well good luck with it i'm sure the dog will train you right yeah he's doing a good job so far <laughs> excited for this week coming up yeah this week's gonna be fun i'm doing all the talking here <laughs> you got a lot to talk about i got, got some lock- stuff I got a lot going on. Um, yeah, so as we record, it's Sunday Sunday evening, and Monday morning I am leaving for Auburn, Maine. I'm uh, traveling to the uh, New England School of Metalwork. I'm going to try out their uh, their uh, blacksmith tool, tool making tool uh, course. Right? Yeah, you mentioned it last week. I didn't know yeah, it was so... this week already. I must have missed that last yeah. week. <laughs> and then yeah. you're like, we got to record because I'm going away all week. Yeah, I'm gone on Monday. I, I do have internet when I'm there, but um, I won't have my recording set up with me. Right. Um, but yeah, so um, it'll be fun. There's a dorm there, which kind of makes it uh, a little bit more inexpensive to go. Oh, that's good. Um, is it, it's, 50, it's $50 a night US, so that's... That's not bad at all. That's really good. I mean, there's a couple things. I got to bring my own bedding. I got to like bring my own towels, that kind of stuff. Um, but basically, I'm bringing a sleeping bag and a and a pillow. Like I'm not yeah, gonna. That's how I would do. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna get too fancy with it. Now, last week you mentioned it's a tool making class, and you were making a list of tools because they asked you to bring needs or wants. Yeah, I haven't made a list. <laughs> oh man, I was gonna ask you what's on the list. Um, well, basically for me, it's going to be, I, like, I I think I talked about it last week, but 
I need tongs and I need the skills that go along with tong making because um, that's been... If you need a, a specialty tong. Yeah, if I need a specialty tong, like need a tool, make a tool, and that's kind of what that's I need to make, you know, four or five sets. And then that's what I've seen on the pictures. If you go on their website, they've posted pictures of years past of what students have done. And most of it has been um say three four sets of tongs a twisting wrench um a top tool uh a bunch of and i've seen drifts punches chisels things things of that nature like that's i think everything but i don't think i saw anyone with an actual hammer that would be the only tool that they really didn't they really didn't uh show it's gonna be hard built. to do in a five-day course yeah, I mean, the, they do have power hammers and all that kind of stuff there too, so that's going to help speed things up. But I'm sure the first few sets will be, here's the, like, here's your step-by-step. -step. Like, I'm hoping they have, well, they hopefully they have something like the, the vision boards. That, oh, yeah, they're nice. Um, kind of giving you, this is how you set the shoulder on the first part. This is this is the next step. This is the, And it just shows you as you go through with your, your stock material. And, um, but there's an instructor there. He's, um, I forget his name. I will have it for next week, but, yeah, yeah. um, everything I've seen so far, they look like they put on some great courses. So, um, and our, our good friend at Maritime Knife Supply Lawrence has been there multiple times, um, and sponsored scholarships for there. So that's, uh, it made me think it might be a good spot to go to. So, yeah, right. Yeah, so very cool. Can't wait to hear about it next week. Yeah, and it's going to be busy. Like it's like when we when I'm talking about all week is I leave Monday and I don't get done the course till four o'clock on Friday. Ooh, yeah, it's it's all it's four days and it's eight to four every day. That's going to be a lot of work. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be fun. I would, I mean. It's not a cheap course, but I think it's going to be well worth it once I'm done. Good. And there's other there's other courses after this that that are I think are viable for for me. So I will probably be back. But this will be Even a good better. test. Yeah. yeah. Very cool. So how about you? You got anything going on? I just got back from fishing in upstate New York. Did you catch oh. anything? No, that's why I called it fishing. Oh well. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm I'm not a very good fisherman. I go to just get away. Oh, I thought you were better at trolling. That seems to be your <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that seems to be my forte. <laughs> the uh no, I went up with the Green Street Boys and uh Wild Willie and Adam from Three Dot. And Wild uh, Willie? Yeah, Wild Willie's woodshop. Oh <laughs> I was thinking it was a non Instagram name. It's just some dude named Wild Willie. I think he goes by Wild Willie. Oh, even better. Um, yeah, it was a good time. Um, yeah, I mean, I didn't catch nothing. I bought a fly reel, a cheap one, before I went, and uh, it sucked. Not that that's why I didn't <laughs> catch fish, but uh, I fought with the reel a lot too, you know. Yeah, that that gets tough if you're you're fighting with it. I don't know enough about the science of fishing, like, and, no, and nor do I care. I just like being out on the river. 
for a couple of days. Like I wouldn't go out every weekend. I'm not one of those fanatic guys, but yeah, I don't know. Going would you out call for it? a couple of days and being in nature is pretty cool. Yeah, would you call it a science? I think it's more of an art, especially fly fishing. Uh, I would say there's some science to it because, I mean, we were talking about it and. Nobody really knows, I guess. It's <laughs> that's art. why I call it an art. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's an art. But like, uh, you know, these people know like where the holes are and, and, and all that stuff and what different baits at different times of day and yeah, water temperature. Yeah, yeah, there's some, there's some. And up yeah. there on the Salmon River, it's it's how much water they're releasing from the reservoir and then the temperatures and this and that and like. To give you an idea, I, 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 I was fishing and I'm terrible. So <laughs> I'm out there and I'm standing in the river and I'm like casting out to this one area in the middle. And I didn't want to go to where that was because I don't want to disturb whatever, you know, whatever's out there. So I'm fighting with my pole and trying it. And then, you know, I lost some things. So I go to tie on another fly. So I walk back to the bank a little bit where it's not so like I'm not like waist high in water or whatever you know so i'm not fighting with it and uh i'm standing there and there's another guy and then he starts walking down the middle of the river doing his thing like he just looks like what you would see in like i don't know a fishing video like a (laughs) real deal guy you know comes walking down nabs one right where i was fishing you know brings it over to the bank (laughs) releases it and then he walks up the river a little bit and he comes back into the river, into the middle, walks right down to where I was, nabs another one. And he was just like on a cycle, like just, then he got bored and walked away. He was like, I'm going to go fish somewhere else. I'm like, I was fishing there for like an hour. I caught nothing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, there were some people catching stuff and it felt like everything happened in that like 20, 30 minute period everyone that I could see on the river was started to catch stuff and then nothing again. So I don't know. Yeah. That can be anytime I've gone fishing. It like gets like, it does get streaky. Like they have like almost like a feeding time that they, when they get active yeah. and then they'll, then they'll just stop. It was weird. I did see a few and they, and they like, they were all going back down the river. Um, the ones I saw and I mean, obviously, fighting to get up the river must be tough. And then on the way back, they just kind of drift backwards on the way out. Gotcha. So what? What were you? What were you fishing? What were you? Steelhead. Okay. Yeah. Again, yeah, be, I don't. They know. can be monsters. Yeah, they were big. Like the ones that were going past me were big. I mean, big for me. I don't know if they're really big, but um, <laughs> I'm not trying to tell fish stories here. But they were pretty big. <laughs> It was this big, and your arms keep spreading out every time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I've done striper fishing out in the open. They're not that big, but they're pretty big. Yeah, stripers get monstrous. There, yeah. we have we have them here in the bay and in the river, and it's uh, it's quite a deal. Being in tidal water, they can fish them pretty much. I think they fish year round if they want to, but nobody, yeah, but nobody are, does. Well, 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 they're not around because they go up and down the east coast. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't know their travel. So, patterns, like for so. me, I think it's uh, in Jersey. I can go out in May and then September, like late May, and then oh, okay, mid to late September, and get striper off the shore. But it's easier from a boat because they don't come in that that close all the time unless the bunker come in. 
and the bunker are normally out you know a couple hundred yards so they only oh, come yeah. in for bunkers so far yeah they um so we have here in st john um in the harbor there's two rivers come together right there and they travel up into both rivers of yeah a distance so you can get striper all the way up to uh, uh up to fredericton area i think because there's oh, a fredericton? Dam. Yeah, yeah, yeah 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 <laughs> so if anybody wants to check out google and find out where st john and fredericton are uh you can find out where stripers are yeah right <laughs> but yeah it's uh it's something i want to try but here you need you need some big tackle if you're gonna you're gonna go after those because they're the small ones are big <laughs> yeah same thing here especially if you're fishing from the surf then you better be you yeah know, that's gonna be that's gonna be tough too it's hard to haul them in you know yeah, and you need to be able to throw a good distance to, or cast a good distance to get the. Yeah, I mean where I'm at, we have the jetty, so you go out on the jetty and then fish from there. Oh, okay. So it's not so bad. Like you can get past the actual breakers. Gotcha. But yeah, I made a last week, I guess. I made an incense holder. Ah, yes, your big piece of brass. Yeah, just a piece of brass. I mean, it was fun to make, like a little like one hour project but i posted it when i got i was done with it and i came inside and i was trying to stay up my wife was traveling last week and she was coming in late i was trying to stay up and i had the times all wrong there was no way i was going to be up when she landed but, <laughs> uh but, but but i wound up posting um my reel after midnight and i got a message from our buddy austin and he's like are you trying to sabotage your reels? I'm like, what do you mean, man? And he's like, you're posting after midnight, like 1221 posting. And I was like, I don't think that like, what, like, does it really matter? Cause I have reels that are months old that are still, I'm still getting like, I don't know, 50, 60 likes a day on them. Now granted they're whatever, but I don't know what the, I'm talking to the guy who doesn't really use Instagram. I don't know why I'm bringing this up. <laughs> Hey, no. But, but like, does the time of day that you post really matter? I mean, if it gets in the algorithm, like, I can't see, I don't know, maybe I just think the algorithm is not written the way everyone else thinks it's written. But, like, they're like, oh, well, not many people are going to see it. But if the algorithm pushes you, the algorithm pushes you. If it doesn't push you, it doesn't push you. I don't understand why a time of day would matter when I have ones that will just, like, pop off, like, three weeks later. Yeah, it's supper time somewhere. Right? <laughs> I don't know. Speaking of Austin, though, I did just get a pencil from him. One of his high-caliber Craftsman pencils. It's, it, it's awesome. Oh, nice. Yeah. Been looking for a pencil like that, and then he started making them. Did you uh, did you order one of his uh, Hexactos? I think, is that what he's called? I, yeah. I don't want to say it wrong. <laughs> yeah, Hexacto, yeah. Okay. I have one. Uh, I have... I have the first one. I shouldn't say that. I have serial number 001. <laughs> I'm sure it's not the first one. Yeah. But yeah. Yep. That thing's nice. It just feels nice in your hand when you're using it as opposed to those aluminum ones. They just feel cheap to me. So I like it. Yeah, I got you. I recommend one. If you haven't checked those out yet and you use X-Acto knives and you want a really <laughs> nice one. I, I can't recommend the Hexacto enough. Um, oh, that's cool. 
And if you're real smart, maybe you can buy one and then send it up to Ethan and have him leather wrap it for you. Best of both worlds. <laughs> yeah, that would be. So, although then you'd be covering up all the nice brass, and maybe that's not good. But I'm a brass guy, so. <laughs> but yeah, that's about all I've been up to. I was away this weekend, so no shop time. Um, yeah, I worked all weekend, so no shop time for me either. I'll uh, I'll get enough this week though. <laughs> Just yeah, not will. in my shop. Maybe it'll catapult you into getting out there more often. And the weather's warming up for you, right? Yeah. Was, I think just getting the skill sets kind of hammered out, um, so to speak, will uh, it will help. I mean, just being more confident in what I'm doing, will that'll help. I always find any of those events, whether you go to Hammer In or Maker Camp or, or, or the Group Forge project, you come back motivated. And yeah, the last I mean, few times I've come back, I haven't set aside time to get in the shop right away. You know, like work gets in the way or something. Yeah. I'm going to have time. I'm going to have some time. We've got some spring cleanup stuff to do around the house, but uh, I'll try and make some time to uh, to get out there, get started on some projects because I still got to make uh, make some stake turners and things like that. Like uh, I've talked about for a while. I still well, got to do burn and handles. <laughs> I don't know about that. I think- Why not? Well, I'm going to make them out of railroad spikes is the plan. So railroad spike handles. So, Yeah, I guess that doesn't work for a burn-in. <laughs> you should make one out of rod so you can do a burn-in just, yeah. for the, just for the video. Just for the real, just for the gram. Do it for the gram, Tony. <laughs> do it for the gram. Hey, I'm doing better. I have, I have used Instagram like, what, four times in the last month? <laughs> yeah, that's good. <laughs> I hope you do get some video this week in class. Oh, yeah. I'm going down with... Because uh, I'm interested. Yeah. I'm going to bring tripod and everything just so... Do you have a I frog can... pod? No, I do oh. not. And I should. Um, but, yeah, that's the plan is to try and get, get as much video as, as I can. I mean, I'm not sure what they are cool with or not, but I know that they put a bunch of videos and stuff on their website, so... I'm sure they don't want you to video the actual instruction. Yeah, I'm, I'm, and I have no interest in doing that. It's more like just my own videoing my own work, really. But just trying to make sure I keep my camera and stuff out of the way. Yeah, it's too bad it didn't line up with the um, hammering. And on a Friday, and then head down to the hammering. Yeah, would, I'm about I'm bad. about halfway. Yeah. Um, Auburn's five hours and, uh, camp would be about another four and a half ish, maybe five. Right. Cause Auburn's, uh, I'm not going to get into it. It's just, you don't take the exact same route. It's a little oh, bit okay. off of the route, yeah. but, uh, it's basically, you're taking the, the 95s down. So cool. I'm excited to see what happens with that. Yeah. I think, I think that's what I've been missing from my my shop is I have the tooling. I have I'm, like, I have the equipment. I'm just, I'm shy on the skill. <laughs> and that's where it, I that's, think you're in the head with the skill though. I think you're fine. Uh, I I know, but I, I don't know. Maybe it's, maybe I just want that efficiency that, that I don't have. And I, I don't know. There's a lot. You're not going to get it unless you get out there. I know. And I'm hoping that this is what keeps me motivated. It's, I mean, it's not, it's not a cheap course. Um, by the time everything all said and done, 
with the with housing and all that kind of stuff. So it's uh, yeah, I just gonna go get after it, have some fun, good, learn some skills. Yeah, and then come back and finish up all your tools. <laughs> yeah, I am gonna go down with um, I've got those um, the blanks that I yeah. bought. So I've got some made, some tong blanks that I had. Um, I've got some of them done and I'm fairly happy with them, but I also have some other ones that I didn't finish that I want to finish up and make. So, um, that'll be a good, a good time maybe to, you know, finish them up or at least get some answers on some questions I have about making them. Right. Very cool. Well, I think we'll call this one pretty short. You want to thank our patrons? Yeah. Sounds like a plan. So we'll start here with uh, Corey of Odyssey CNC. Hold on before you go any further. Go Uh-oh. check out the Odyssey CNC page for the Cyclone. Ah, yes, yes. He's not getting enough love on the uh, Instagram, so if you can and you see a cool reel from him, give it a share. goes a long way. Yeah, he's making some cool parts there. So then we have the Etsy boys, Christy of Twisted Twine, and that of 513 Woodworks. Full Steam Designs by Chris Powell, Lillian Archer Photography, David Beckwith Makes. Actually, he's the one that got me thinking about the, uh, you see his reel with the uh, uh, Hexacto? Oh, yeah, with the stickers? Yeah, that was good. Yeah. That was good fun. Um, and we have uh, NB Woodfinery, and then our top tier, we have Eastpoke Studios, Danelle Smith-Christian, Brian Drennan, LawrenceMaritimeNiceSupply.com, EdJohnsButtJoints.com, Adam of Uncle Sam Metalworks, uh, Green Street Joinery, Vincent Ferrari of Digitally Creative, Brian Housewert of Workfort Podcast, Artigino Sorio, Matt of Wood Mustache, Brent of Clean Cut Woodworking, Brad of Brad's Customs, David and Joanna at Wido Works, Chad of Chad's Custom Creations, Ryan of Gnome Hammer Forge, David of DW Wood Builds, Matt of First Do Construction, and Tony of Kodamo Designs. And before I forget, we have a new patron this week, and that is Will from Spruce Hill Studio. So welcome aboard. Maybe Will heard about uh, our last episode. That's a possibility. So if you ever wanted a gnome hammer hammer and you didn't want to buy one, <laughs> there. if you listen to our last episode, you can uh, find out how to get entered into uh giveaways that he's doing um yeah you can join our patron or check out gnome hammer gnome hammer forge on instagram and get all the details there monthly yes, giveaway sir. very cool yes sir thank you gnome hammer that's ryan by the way i don't want to call him gnome <laughs> hammer but you know the business is called gnome hammer yeah it's ryan of gnome hammer forge it's it's in the it's here it's written down no, I know. I just <laughs> trying to promote the giveaways. How to enter. Man, oh man. I can't win. I know. But uh, I've had a long day, and Tony has a long day tomorrow, so we're going to call this one short. So uh, if you want to rate or review the show, it's always helpful. Um, if you want to find Tony, you can find him at Woodland Iron. Watch him this week. He'll be in class. Uh, for a couple more days after this comes out. So check out his stories and reels and how <laughs> prolific of a poster he is this week. It should be some interesting content. Oh, man. If you want why, to find myself. Don't, 
don't pump the tires that much. Well, we all know it's not going to happen, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> if you want to find me, I'm at Blackthorn Concepts. Both of us can be found at Working Hands Podcast on Instagram or at Gmail or Working Hands 3 on TikTok. And uh, we're going to head on over for an after show for our patrons. So, um, yeah. Oh, our theme music is by Chad's Custom Creations. I, I forget to mention that. Yeah. <laughs> Fact checking is by Tony himself. So, yeah, it's a good time. <laughs> Fact checking by Google, you mean? Yeah, it's produced <laughs> by me. Yeah. yeah. And our host, Tony, is. Uh... All right, let's head out. <laughs> Later.